0: Hey guys, Adam here with a quick note. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash let's not panic. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello and welcome to the let's not panic podcast. We're two practical people chronicling a pretty impractical trip from San Francisco to Patagonia and back again. We're trying not to panic. If you're just joining us, I'm Maggie. And I'm Adam. And we're a married couple who've quit our jobs, given up our lease, and hit the road in a Toyota Forerunner that's now our home.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Although we haven't been super good to shadow. <laughs> oh. In the last few days. But I guess we'll get into that later. And
0: now Shadow is in a big parking garage, like packed in like a sardine,
1: unaccessible
0: to us. Well, accessible to us during business hours.
1: Because we're in Buenos Aires now.
0: Yeah. And it's a big city. And like all other big cities, parking is a problem here.
1: Yeah. Just trying to imagine parking in Midtown and you've got like a sense of what we're going through here.
0: Yeah. We found an Airbnb in a neighborhood that's a lot like Midtown, actually, I'd say.
1: I mean not as many Sabaros pizza, <laughs> but like yeah, same general idea. Less billboards. Yeah.
0: But as always, Maggie, we're getting mm-hmm. a little ahead of ourselves. It's true, it's true. Um it's back up. Backing up. So where Wait, were we? Do you wanna make the noise for it? Beep. beep, beep. Oh, but beep. yours is better. I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to say something backwards and then I realized that's basically impossible.
1: Well, unless you're Missy Elliott. What? In her song where she Uh, says, put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. And then she actually puts it down, flips it, and reverses it. And that's what the nonsense you hear after that is.
0: I don't know what a Missy Elliott is, but I'm pretty sure she (laughs) doesn't actually speak the words. I'm sure they edit it.
1: Okay, that might be true. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Anyway, Missy Elliott's aside, where (laughs) where were we last we spoke, Maggie? Was it Bar Barloche?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, we were in Bariloche, which is the first kind of big tourist city when you cross the border from Chile into Argentina in the southern mo- more parts of the country.
0: Right. And that was the second time we were there. And mm-hmm. we spent a couple days there and mm-hmm. enjoyed a really nice, like, small family-style hotel thing.
1: That it was cool. I won't belabor the point, but that was the greatest hotel we've ever stayed in.
0: It was a good hotel. Ma- no, Maggie. I have reasons. Okay.
1: Okay, so I said I wasn't going to belabor the point. That <laughs> was a lie. Please
0: belabor <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: It was a husband and wife and their baby owned this hotel.
0: The baby wasn't really involved with the day to day, though. You Let me know, just say he was listen. He was kind of worthless for the whole, <laughs> the whole time they were there.
1: He was so cute. It uh, was like just super friendly married couple with this beautiful view of the lake, uh, the uh, Mirror Lake that's there. Is super that the name? Beautiful, yeah. Mirror. Yeah, but Espejo. in Yeah, Lago Espejo. Okay. Um, and the room was really comfortable. The bed was really comfortable. It had a really effective blackout curtain. It had an amazing bathtub that was perfectly proportioned for me and also filled silently.
0: But that means it was not perfectly proportioned for me. So You don't take baths anyway. Yeah. And
1: there was also a free kayak that we got to use. And it was like no rental charge. You just use it because yeah. he has a kayak and he's not using it every day. So you can use it. And they also did our laundry for super cheap.
0: Yeah. That part was really cool. Yeah. And their
1: breakfasts were really good.
0: It was like a mid-end priced hotel, and then usually that means that laundry is going to be charged per piece and we made that mistake one time i one think we talked about it in
1: colombia oh man we'll never just, make that mistake again we
0: just gave him a bag of laundry and like here you go and didn't really pay attention to like the quantity slip where we're supposed to like mark everything if yeah. we want it dry cleaned, etc mm-hmm. oh it was like a 60 70 80 bill it
1: was like 80 oh, dollars. Really? yeah i know you've already blocked it yeah anyway that was an amazing hotel um we also went back to our favorite restaurant that was there called alto fuego
0: Uh Uh-huh. And that was
1: delicious as well.
0: Yep, it was a good time.
1: then we knew we had about four days uh, of driving ahead of us to get to Buenos Aires.
0: Yeah, we didn't do too much research, as is our want. Um, (laughs) But we we knew the distance via Google Maps, which has been pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. So we just broke that up into like four hours average per day Mm -hmm. to get to where we wanted to go, which was Buenos Aires. Yeah. Um, And we didn't know what the terrain was going to be like in between. Yeah, and I really liked the first two days.
1: Yes, so the first day of um, camping, we boondocked, which is using an unofficial camp spot. Right. Um, but in a pretty well-trafficked recreational outdoorsy area.
0: Yeah, it was Sunday when we got there, and there were a lot of fishermen doing fly fishing, mm-hmm. or not, maybe not fly fishing. I yeah, mean.
1: no, they were fly fishing. Was it? Yeah. yeah, that's when because you could tell because they were standing like waist deep in the water. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um. And that's where we made our YouTube video that's live now where you can get a tour of our kitchen.
0: Yeah, we finally got into the car and Mm -hmm. showed off a little bit of that gear.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a great spot. We did some night photography there. It was just like really chill and, you know, it was nice and warm at night too. It wasn't too bad.
0: Yeah, it was very calm very easy to get there. Temperature was a lot more comfortable. We're Mm kind of out of Patagonia now. Well, definitely now, but yeah. Uh, That was our first night actually out of Patagonia for like the last month and a half.
1: Yeah. And so my feeling was like, oh man, camping in the countryside of Argentina is going to be a Uh cakewalk. This place is perfectly suited for my, my being.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then the second night also, uh, you know, like the terrain driving through really reminded me of California desert, kind of like near Mount Whitney Mm -hmm. and like kind of, uh, you know, Reno desert around in Nevada where I grew up. High, high desert kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. Um, it was cooler than California, but beautiful. And it was nice. I love this terrain that kind of reminds me of home.
1: Yeah. Um. Um, and we camped in a national park there. Although first little bit of foreshadowing that maybe camping there isn't always a piece of cake. Um, I went to go kind of like explore around our campsite <laughs> and walked straight into a skunk.
0: I, I, Maggie's <laughs> like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And she's gone for just, like, 10 seconds, like, 15 <laughs> seconds, and I'm setting something up, and I hear running. And no, like, no scream. I, I feel like a scream would have made me, uh, like, rest easier, actually. Because then really? I'd be like, you would have gotten startled by something, and you're running. But just to hear running, like, out of nowhere, and I knew you had just left. Well,
1: I didn't want to startle the skunk, either. So, spoiler I alert, I didn't get skunked. <laughs> Which was I'm great,
0: not, I'm not sure running is the right a- course of action. Just I wasn't like slowly sure slowly moving away might have been better,
1: but I know that they startle just as easily as we do, uh-huh. and I just wanted to I just wanted to be as far away from it as I could be before it could be startled by me.
0: You should have yelled like skunk in the hole
1: One note, I'm never gonna yell skunk in the hole, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh fair enough, um. But yeah, so that campsite we got really, uh, we got there really late, mm-hmm. and so we didn't really get to see what it was like in the park.
1: Yeah, um, but no, it didn't. It, it was didn't fine. Seem
0: fine. It was a small park.
1: Um, and then the next day we drove off again, and one of the things we've talked about a lot on the podcast is how we use the iOverlander Overlander app. To set our course, which is what we did. That when we woke up in the national park the next day, we opened up our iOverlander app and we chose a place where we wanted to go, approximately four hours away.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there it was pretty sparse in this case, and that was probably yeah. the first warning sign. It was just like, hmm, well, wow, mm. not a lot of options here for this huge two hundred mile stretch.
1: Yeah. Wonder so, why. <laughs> so we go to the first one, and it's like camping by the lake, and I was like, ooh, I like camping by a lake. Yeah. That sounds perfect.
0: It was supposed to be a beach, too. Uh, it's like a <laughs> Where
1: was that beach supposed it, to be? It was
0: the fence. We got to the fence. They had added a fence. We should oh, actually add okay. a comment to that one. Yeah, you're right.
1: Um, um, and we drive out there, and it's really cool, but it's clearly really polluted, and it's also clearly really boggy. Yeah. So those were the first two, like, oh, this road across uh, this kind of, like, wind-tossed area with um, a road going, like, through the lake. Um, is neat looking, but doesn't seem like a super promising camp spot.
0: Yeah. And there were like an insane amount of mosquitoes or it was a swarm of mosquitoes that just landed on the side of the car that wasn't getting hit by the wind. Yeah. And when we got out of the car, just like, geez, there's so many bugs here. Like, this is not a great spot. Yeah. it was just, So we just like, okay, it's 530.
1: Point, yeah. It was early enough. We still had light. And so we're like, okay, let's just keep looking. Let's go to the next spot that we had flagged. It's a little bit further. Yeah. Like an hour farther
0: yeah it was an hour farther and it was um about 45 minutes off of the road which is like the one thing for me is like uh well that means it's really it's an hour and a half of extra time we're adding but there really aren't anything else there are no other options here Also,
1: it's not like we were in a rush so we were like hey look like this place has a really nice little write-up they're like oh it's in this like perfect little tourist town it's really nice hot showers wi-fi good things noodle salad so um
0: And so that was one of the times that we're just like, okay, well, it's 530 now. If we had made camp here, we would be able to cook dinner.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But no, no dice. Let's just do a trash lizard dinner, which Mm -hmm. is the term we use to describe peanut butter and apples or Or tuna fish. Yeah. (laughs) Lunch meat or, you know, whatever it is, something that doesn't require any equipment. And we'll just eat and then get back up in the tent and just sleep and it'll be done. Um, So nice and easy. So we're like, all right, we'll we'll go further. We'll do trash lizard. No big Mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. Um, so we start. It's starting to get dark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we head out of the way. So we're, we're going south off the road. We hit another smaller highway. We hit an even smaller, like, country road thing. And then we still have 20 minutes left. And we're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. let's make it right here. But it's a, it's a road, and it's just a dirt road. And it's quite muddy.
1: It's really muddy. And also, to paint the picture of the scene we're looking at, it's a beautiful sunset, like, Bright oranges, profound pink, you know, the whole sky fading to purple, which is nice, except for that it means that we're out of light,
0: yeah, it was like, okay, I, uh, you know, this is it's not pure mud. I can see that cars travel this constantly
1: mm-hmm. like, and we it's, pass a few cars, yeah, too. There,
0: there are other cars here, and they're just cars. they're not capable trucks. Um, the only thing that was giving me pause is the lack of light, like, mm-hmm. okay. We're, what if we get to this place, and it, for whatever reason, it's off-season, for instance, and it's closed, Yeah, we're going to have to drive back, and it's going to be dark. And mm-hmm. I'm already having a little bit of anxiety about the situation, but it's like, well, we already left the road for, like, 30 minutes. Let's just keep going. Yeah. You know, like, let's just see what's over there.
1: So as we're driving down this road, we drive through... Just huge swarms oh, of bugs. I and mean, we can't tell what they are yet. They're, they're just,
0: clouds. Like I have Physical never, things. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> they, they move as like a physical object almost, like a big sphere. I
1: like, mean, they are physical objects. W- Not to be that guy. <laughs>
0: the density itself looked like a two foot beach ball yeah. sized physical object yeah what i mean
1: and we're like oh this doesn't look super promising like everything's really muddy and there are so many bugs that we're just gonna hope aren't mosquitoes yeah
0: and um, they, they looked a little like mosquitoes at they that did. point
1: they did look a little like mosquitoes um so we get to the point that has been marked an eye over lander
0: yeah after a little bit of it, you know, just like, okay, we could go here, we could camp on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks a little treacherous, but let's just keep going. Yeah. It, it, the road conditions at one point was pretty bad. Like we got a little bit bogged. Yeah.
1: It's like, ah, oh, geez. Ah, <sighs> uh, geez is probably the best way to describe this whole <laughs> day.
0: Like, I really hope this campsite is great somehow and they somehow <coughs> have erected air fences so that no mosquitoes can arrive. Yeah, that would have been really flesh. cool.
1: Instead, it uh, didn't exist. Yeah,
0: <laughs> not like not at all. Uh, we should have reread the iOverlander post because it said something like great little tourist town. Yeah. And
1: should have been a flag.
0: About like 10 minutes into that muddy drive, we could have been like, there is no town that's yeah. like down this road. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the campsite <clears throat> didn't exist at all. It was just like fenced farm property. Mm-hmm. So, even just camping there was kind of out of the question it was like muddy there were tons of mosquitoes mm-hmm. and it's the sun's down completely now. yeah it's like it's dark yeah so
1: it's, so <laughs>
0: we had the option and we considered it strongly there was a few places that were uh, like a little flat a little grassy not too wet we could have mm-hmm. just tried to camp there but when we parked the car and just sat still for like a few seconds the car was just in a swarm of bugs it was yeah. just like oh man this is a really rough <laughs> place to try to camp
1: yeah uh that was awesome and there was also the concern that there were rain clouds gathering overhead at this point point. Right. and we were like if it rains like this spot is soft right now if it rains we're just effed like exactly. that's it
0: i forgot that yeah, yeah that was actually the final tipping point yeah. we're like if i just don't want it to rain and have to drive through that mud in the morning if yeah. it gets worse that's no good
1: so sunset's still going on but it's dwindling and we decide to go back um up this muddy road to at least a road that is paved
0: yeah exactly we're like it's this like is
1: gonna suck and we might have to camp like in a gas station or something but like who cares let's just get off this muddy road and not get stuck
0: yeah and it was just like okay let's get safe like yeah. I, I don't want to be in a place that could become unsafe mm-hmm. i don't want to get stranded hmm so
1: <laughs> the <laughs> face you just made was so <laughs> tragic uh,
0: so that was the plan i was like all right well let's just go down this muddy road mm-hmm. um let's you know let's take it easy let's mm-hmm. not go too fast and you know we'll put on my high beams and mm-hmm. we'll get out of here yep best laid plans uh, yeah
1: what is fascinating to me about all of this is that the difference between 12 and 15 miles per hour It's actually really important.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's a physics equation about that Yeah, in terms of like kinetic energy. Yeah, (laughs)
1: Yeah. I just, um, I never thought about it before. To me, 12 and 15 would have been just about interchangeable.
0: Yeah. So I had four wheel drive on. Mm -hmm. We're going down the road and I pass what I remembered as like, wow, that when we were going in, I noted in my mind like, wow, that was a pretty gnarly place. Yeah. I passed that. So I was like, okay, we're kind of clear. Um, but the visibility is really bad and I'm trying to keep it pretty slow. You were, it It was was. like 15 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour. was definitely like the fastest we were going at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just got completely surprised by like a deep boggy rut on one of the wheels on Mm -hmm. the right. And so what that did is like caught the front right wheel and started us into a slide. Because the right is being held in place, the back of the vehicle spills out to the left a little bit. Mm -hmm. I immediately correct, which what you do is you turn the wheel in the same way of the skid. So I turn the wheel to the left also. Um, But now we're skidding to the left, and then I'm trying to recover to the right. Mm -hmm. And by just turning the wheel back to the right, I catch the grass on the side of the road. This is a very thin road. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of elevated, too. It's on a bank. And so, well, we catch and on
1: either side of the bank is what looks like flooded rice paddies. Right. Like uh, deep water with fences going through it, um, but like lots of wildlife living in there. Actually, flamingos we saw right before we crashed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. spoiler. We crashed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I catch the right wheel, and that turns the entire car. Like, once we hit the grass, the the rest of the car is on mud. It mm-hmm. completely slides 90 degrees perpendicular to the road. And we slide off the road onto the riverbank and almost completely into this, like, bog marsh thing. We mm-hmm. get sort of high-centered, um, mm-hmm. where the the center of the vehicle is touching the ground.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: it's a little bit above. It turns out, once we investigate, it's a little bit above the ground, which was great for us in terms yeah. of recovery.
1: But to lay a picture of what this means... And I realize crash, actually, was probably not an accurate way well, to put it, because we the, didn't crash into it's anything. It's
0: the first time... Well, maybe not the first time. It's the first time that we completely lost control of the vehicle on the entire trip. And at you know, 15 I'm not, miles not an proud hour. of it. This isn't like a brag because no. it's never good to lose control of the vehicle. No.
1: And the end result, um, God, I'm still just like mind blown that our most dramatic moment happened at 15 miles an hour. But um, what ends up, the end result was that we were completely 90 degrees turn a, a
0: little more than 90 degrees yeah. actually um, like pointing the other way
1: basically teetering on the edge of a hill that led into what could have been a lake or a swamp or a bog i'd say a swamp we don't know yeah um and we're not really sure what's holding the car from falling in
0: well no <laughs> that that part you were you had a lot of worry about that i was mm-hmm. not worried about it the two back wheels were solid solidly on the road it's like true. we were on the ground mm-hmm. um the front wheel, the front left wheel looked like it was on really loose ground mm-hmm. and only like a foot of ground in, before the water. Mm-hmm. And it's like a pretty steep bank. So the yeah. fact that we're on a steep bank is definitely worrisome. Well, I yeah, because
1: if we slipped even six more inches forward, Shadow would have gone into the water.
0: Right. I wasn't worried that we were going to slip out of nowhere. And yeah. I wasn't worried that when we... So the idea that I had was to start digging and try to clear the front left wheel and make a little ramp Mm -hmm. so that we aren't high centered at all and that backing up alone would work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't worried that doing that was going to cause us to go into the water either or slide down the bank because the front wheels were solid on on solid ground. And actually the front right wheel was on pretty good solid ground.
1: too. Yeah. Um, I have to say, having learned from our previous experience getting stuck, I was a lot calmer. Yeah, you did (laughs) a great job. Than I was the other time. Like, it happened, and it was frightening. But as mentioned, it was at really low speed. So it was hard, even in that moment, to feel, like, terribly frightened.
0: It's still terrifying to be like, well, here we are. Like, we're currently out of control in a vehicle. But... Like, (laughs) having that moment ever happen is terrible. It's
1: terrible. No, no, I don't mean to say I was like, ooh, what a lurk. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I just meant, like... I had some perspective, like even in that moment of like, okay, this is bad, but this isn't how we die. This isn't like, you know, the worst thing that happens is that we lose the car again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we, our
0: lives weren't in peril or anything. And yeah. this is definitely not nearly as desolate of a place as no. when we got stuck the other time. That's
1: what I was going to say. The other thing that kept me really calm was like, we keep seeing people. Yeah, This is not so bad.
0: They, everyone that passed us clearly stopped it was it was mm-hmm. like not a question like are you okay it was <laughs> yeah it's kind of a funny interaction because our spanish isn't really converse- uh like we're not fluent like we or conversational it's hard really. to be
1: like cheeky yeah. with our amount of spanish you <laughs> don't have enough
0: to make a <laughs> joke but you like they stop they roll down their window and neither party really knows what to say it was yeah. like, <laughs>
1: it's like like well obviously i can see you're <laughs> in a pickle i'm just like Tal, we're, like we're what's fine. going on <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like uh. So one person stopped on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, the plan, yeah, I'm digging, right? Right. And I have a machete, and I have a, we have that shovel now, and mm-hmm. I got to use the machete and the shovel very well. Mm-hmm. They're they're very useful in this situation because mm-hmm. there are also tons of really tall, gnarly bushes on both sides of the vehicle mm-hmm. towards the front wheels. You can't even see the vehicle, the wheels to start. Yeah. Um. And so I just start, you know, clearing the side of the car and digging as much as i can to get underneath the the part that we're high centered on yeah but a motorcycle comes by the first guy that sees us and
1: adam was like you just go talk to him i'm gonna keep working so i go and i chat and he's like oh you have a problem and i was like i sure do sir thanks for asking slash noticing slash commenting um and he was like what are you gonna do and i was like well (laughs) uh
0: (laughs) Good question. Thanks for asking
1: (laughs) again. And at that Uh, point,
0: we were kind of like, we don't know.
1: Yeah, I was like, we don't uh, actually know what we're doing. Um, We have this jack and my husband is working right now. But if you have any recommendations for us, I said as though he was a concierge giving (laughs) us a recommendation for a restaurant. Yeah, uh, (laughs) we'd love them. Any and suggestions? And, we, and, I, like, and he kind of paused and so I was sort of nervous talking and I was like, you know, like if you have a friend with a big truck, you <laughs> know, just kind of, I didn't even actually mean it. And he was like, oh, I do. Oh, I do. Really? Like down this way. I'll go get him. And I was like, oh, okay. Th- thanks. Yeah. And then I was like, what's your name? And he was already just helmet back on and like trying to leave. And I was like, okay, I guess we're not friends. Uh, <laughs> and then his bike wouldn't start.
0: No, it was fine. That That's normal. You okay, were really for worried you, about it. It was
1: fine. But he it, it was sat a little there for flooded. Like
0: a while. It, it's not, I guess normal's not the right word, but it wasn't like broken down. Oh, I, I didn't realize that yeah, that I
1: didn't know. give you pause. For no. me, I was like, oh, great. Our SOS ship has a flat. It,
0: it, <laughs> it was a little flooded. And then he went, like, he got it started and went 10 feet. And then he stopped again. <laughs> and Maggie's like running over, like, do you need gas? And it was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't need gas, but...
1: (laughs) Well, it would have been nice to at least repay the favor, um, because about 20 minutes later, it wasn't him, but two guys in a truck came, just like ready to help out. A car
0: and three guys. A car and a truck. Like three people came to help. I thought
1: two were in the truck. Did I get that wrong? Was only one in the truck?
0: Uh, I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. three people total in two vehicles came. Yeah. Like they all came out to help us.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, at that point, we had cleared the wheels, but really hadn't accomplished much. We didn't say specifically, but we did try backing up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not too much. I didn't want to run the wheels too much because yeah. while running the wheels and like tearing up the ground, you're first of all you're tearing up the ground pointlessly. You're yeah. making it harder to recover. You're making your vehicle go deeper. Mm-hmm. And that thing that Maggie was worried about is the most reasonable in that situation when yeah. you're running the wheels, maybe it will slide down the bank. Yeah. Um
1: so we tried once and tried, we're like, let's this didn't work. I
0: just told Maggie mm-hmm. like as soon as there's no motion like forward or backward and the wheels are just turning, just tell me and yeah. I'll stop. And,
1: and it was and it, like it was, probably two seconds. Yeah.
0: It was like immediately like nothing's <laughs> budging. But it, it yeah. was able to like, you know, shift forward and back. So again, we had a little bit of clearance. Mm-hmm. That was a great boon for like actually getting this thing out of the ground yeah and the other thing maggie mentioned was the other option we had was the high lift jack Mm -hmm. and i was immediately out uh, against even trying to use the jack in any form in Mm -hmm. this situation because um the front of the vehicle is the only place that really needs the jack, and it's really soft ground, but also the nose is pointing down, like, two feet or three feet. Yeah. So it's very, very what dangerous. What angle,
1: you're better with geometry, would you say that the car was pointing down um, with? Because I feel like... 10,
0: it, 10 to 15 degrees. Yeah, it, it felt really dramatic which doesn't, to me. not th- doesn't sound like a very dramatic number, but mm-hmm. for, like, a grade, like, a 15-degree grade grade on a road is pretty steep mm-hmm. um, i'm pretty sure it was pointing down about that much mm-hmm. and it's very heavy and so like jacking up the vehicle from the front to clear it like make the left tire go up would yeah. be just too dangerous i would yeah. we don't have a locker so if we did that the front wheel would spin most of the power would go into the wheel that's off the ground mm-hmm. and the rest of the wheels wouldn't do much and i don't think it would have gotten us out and it would just have been way too reckless i yeah. think yeah um, so that was out of the question.
1: Yeah. So, but luckily. But these uh, guys. Yeah. These three guys came and one of them clearly knew his shit. The Ye- one who drove the truck. Yeah. Was like, so <laughs> anytime we talk to anyone, I try to like get their name. How you doing? What's going on? And I. Don't know that I have ever been less offended by people just categorically ignoring me.
0: <laughs> well, why? You're offended?
1: No, not offended. Oh, I not, was like, oh, not they, Yeah, exactly. I was were, like, why? They were there to help. They were just there for business and they were going to get shit done. Like yeah. even when you were talking and you're like, here's the things we've tried. Here's what we were thinking. Here's all the equipment we have. And the guy kind of sh- like yeah. waved at him off and he's like, okay, do you have guys, a toe strap? Okay.
0: These guys are like... Uh, Two of them are 20 to 30. Like, it was dark and, you know, it was hard to one tell.
1: One was like 20. The other one, guys were both middle-aged. One was
0: 20. One was 30 or 35. And yeah. this guy, the older guy, was like a 50-year-old guy, the guy that owned the truck.
1: That was the guy who just and so d- d- didn't even speak to me.
0: The, the younger guys were like into walking around the vehicle and I was talking like about yeah. all the problems. Like, here's this is what I thought. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> Looks like we have good traction here. Yeah. But the old guy was just like, do you have... Strap. Yeah, we, he said a rope, and I yeah. was like, "No, I have like I have a toe strap, and we have D shackles for yeah. that. And it, like we have the real the real gear. Yeah. So yes, and also we have this super beefy back bumper with tow points. Yeah, so it was like, okay, this is this is a good setup. Yeah, um, and he knew exactly what to do. And totally, he, I would have liked a little bit more safety conversation to have happened, and I'll get to that I think a little bit later. I would
1: have liked him to be my friend. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you refused to tell our name. One of the guys was named Caesar, right? Oh,
1: you got someone else's name. Yeah. The guy I talked to, his name was Ruiz. Oh, okay. Um, the really young guy, the guy in his 20s, was the only one who would make eye contact <laughs> with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: so, yeah, we hook up the tow strap, and the vehicle, there's not a way to get the vehicle pointing, like, in the exact direction that we need to be pulled out. Mm-hmm. But we have two recovery points about um 25 and 75 percent the length of the bumper and we yeah. use the one that's closest to the way the truck's going to pull us mm-hmm. and you know pretty simple we hook up the recovery straps and it's like you know you start soft and you go stronger and stronger and it took like three or four times pulling i'm using the wheels i'm again i'm trying i'm using the power of the vehicle to try to back up but not too much i'm not like flooring it because i don't want to rip up the ground and sink yeah um and there's like five or six poles where nothing happens and then he gets a little bit more serious yeah and he and he gets us out
1: well and the other thing like i learned a thing just watching him do it um he called both the other guys to jump on the back of his truck and jump up and down to create more like elasticity yeah why are you making that face Well,
0: i'm gonna it's not a safe thing to do it's a the thing, and I'm going to talk but about it this. it worked. We're going to, I'm going <laughs> to do a technical corner about this in this very episode. Let's but just
1: move into the technical corner. I'm actually, we got out thanks to their help.
0: Yeah. So we got out and then we oh. were still like, we got to the road. We got, we had a little damage on Shadow. A little plastic fender that goes off of the running board to the back wheel got ripped out of place.
1: If you're a person like me who didn't previously pay attention to things like what a running board is, that's the, like, stepping point you use to get into the car.
0: Yeah. And so it's a very minor thing. Mm -hmm. It's not important at all. It was just it got ripped backwards. And so it was actually rubbing the back wheel. Mm -hmm. We didn't notice until we started moving a little faster. I just ripped it out. I took my knife. It, It was already, like, not in the place that it was supposed to be bolted. So I, I pulled it completely loose and we could take off the running board and put it back on. It, it wouldn't be a big deal. And it, it doesn't really matter. that Like, much.
1: honestly, that's the lowest thing on my list of priorities while we're in Buenos Aires. <laughs> yeah. Like we have gelato to eat. <laughs> <laughs> the running board is fine. Yeah. Still works.
0: Um, and so, yeah, we did get back onto pavement after that mm-hmm. and we were just um, like, okay, where to? And we decided to just drive for about an hour and a half more, just, find a place the next place down the road to Mm -hmm. camp and we arrived completely in dark no idea if this was okay or you know like there was no it was like in the town so it was like close enough to being safe yeah (laughs) like no one was we just didn't get a chance to like ask for permission it was in
1: a park so it was i felt fine about it when i saw the um park equipment after we got there i was kind of like whatever like this is an easy enough mistake to make if somebody came was like hey you can't camp here would be like oh no so sorry and we could leave it wasn't like a super obvious like yeah, don't do true. this situation yeah um this might be one of the first times i ever say this but i'm super excited for your technical corner this week
0: yeah and so the for technical corner um i was just going to go over how to use recovery straps mm-hmm. uh, and first Furt of all it. yeah so first <laughs> of all what is a recovery strap there's two types of things. It, obviously, it's a strap that you put between vehicles, but there's another thing called a toe strap that this can commonly be confused with, and it's a really important distinction. Oh. Uh, a toe strap is not flexible. And Wait, it has... did
1: I call it a toe strap while we were talking uh, earlier?
0: I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was like,
1: I thought that's what that was called.
0: Well, <laughs> it's easy to have this in your vehicle and be like, oh, my car's stuck. I can use this, and it'd be mm-hmm. a toe strap which has hooks, metal hooks on the bat on mm, the ends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and doesn't have any flex. And yeah. the reason that this is an important distinction is because the flex is really what makes a recovery strap functional for a recovery. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of works like a rubber band. But also having no flex makes it very likely that you're gonna break that strap and have those metal hooks fly off at, like, 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Many people have been killed or maimed seriously by using toe straps to try to recover a vehicle. So, like, up front just wanted to make that distinction. Um it's I wish
1: there was more car equipment that couldn't maim you.
0: All of the recovery equipment, you're dealing with, like, <laughs> very, very heavy objects trying yeah. to move them. So, it's all, like, inherently pretty dangerous. I know. I just, know?
1: like, the things coming loose and snapping and mm-hmm. breaking your face and breaking your back. It's just, it's a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, toe straps are also not used for this but they're extremely dangerous but recovery straps can also be really dangerous mm-hmm. um, but seriously just don't use toe straps for like this ever? it's not a good idea it's it's like it's very common that a serious injury can happen mm. you, the toast, okay. a, a toe strap is used to pull a vehicle behind another vehicle And we've seen people doing that. Oh, so that's like
1: a specific use case, and that's kind of all it should be used for? It's
0: not used to dislodge a vehicle. It's used to take a vehicle that Uh. has no friction and just start it rolling and keep it pulled behind another vehicle.
1: I learned a thing today. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: So how a recovery strap works is that it flexes with the weight. You Mm -hmm. attach one end to the vehicle that needs to get unstuck, and you attach the other end Mm -hmm. to, hopefully, the rear of the recovering vehicle. Mm -hmm. And then that vehicle is going to start driving, and Mm -hmm. it's going to drive slowly and create tension in that strap. And that tension, that stretch, like a big rubber band, is going to be what is used to pull the vehicle out. Mm -hmm. So you start slowly, and then you increase the speed and the intensity. Um, You don't want to be too jerky with it, but eventually you hopefully get the vehicle unstuck by doing this, by applying that force. Mm -hmm. The stretch is what kind of like makes it happen um and makes it a little bit safer
1: to the uninitiated to me it looked a little like he was bouncing on the end of the uh, recovery strap to like create momentum
0: yeah he was just driving away and then it was pulling him back yeah. and he was driving away and it was, yeah exactly yeah,
1: exactly but yeah. to somebody who didn't actually understand what was going on looked like bouncing
0: yeah <laughs> um so one thing is like to you know every recovery strap is rated for a certain weight. And Mm -hmm. so you might ask like, why not just get like a, a one that's ready for 60,000 pounds or a hundred thousand pounds, like get the heaviest one possible. Well, no, you don't want to do that. The stretch is what actually makes this thing work. And by going up to like a really heavy one, you basically just have a heavy duty toe strap again. Mm. It's not going to stretch because the weights and the strengths of the motor in between like the forces is not going to cause the stretch to happen. And you really want that stretch. Um, so you use, hopefully you use a D shackle to attach it to safe points on the car. Mm-hmm. A D shackle is like a big metal thing that has a pin that goes, it's like a, the round part of the D and then that, the straight part of the D is like a pin that you can use to screw through and that just attaches the ends very safely. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they looked a little like kettlebells.
0: Yeah. They look like
1: tiny, tiny kettlebells.
0: (laughs) 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 So you want to attach those to as safe a place as possible. And Mm -hmm. that's what was great about our rear bumper that we had installed. That had two very specific places built into it. It's on the frame. It's not attached to anything on the suspension or the axle or the bumper. Because it's really easy to just completely damage a vehicle. You can, like, if with a normal car trying to be the recovering vehicle, you could attach this thing and just rip off your bumper very easily.
1: One of the things um, that the guy who was driving the truck did that was also cool and interesting and was like, duh, of course you wouldn't want to do it this way. One of the younger guys attached the uh, D shackle to shadow on her passenger side, Mm -hmm. um, which was farther away from the truck. And the guy in the truck was like, no, 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 put it on the side closer to the truck so that it doesn't tip over
0: right because we were not able to pull in the exact direction that we needed to be recovered from Mm -hmm. because the road is just like a very thin road with water on both sides
1: (laughs) deep deep water yeah
0: (laughs) um so yeah we wanted the one closer to the truck so he's Mm -hmm. not we don't have like any top over bottom force or bottom over top force yeah if you're pulling from the far end you could theoretically completely tip the car over mm-hmm. like you are dealing with that much strength when you have a vehicle like well
1: and that makes intuitive sense too even to somebody who's not like a mechanical genius
0: yeah um so yeah we, we were able to attach safely he had a like a toe hitch with a pin um specifically for this they mm-hmm. say not to use the pin because you can bend the pin and get your toe hitch completely stuck and have to cut it out mm-hmm. but that's not like a safety issue and i like i put that on a much lower tier of like don't do this mm-hmm. um but anyway that whole system worked really well. Our strap was the right weight. We were able to get out and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. But there were a few things um, that are like really big safety issues that we did not adhere to. Mm. And like after the facts, I was like, Maggie, where were you standing when they were pulling it out? Because Maggie was just there as a spectator. <laughs> and I, I, I
1: wanted to help. Nobody would answer any of my questions. Yeah, well, no. That, <laughs> at that point,
0: you're not going to like, be, you know, yeah. don't sit in the car. That just adds weight. And like. You yeah. Um, but you really want to stand 1.5 times the length of the rope away from the rope. So <laughs> they, <laughs> no, I was not that Yeah. Distance. <laughs> so there's like multiple problems there. Maggie was not like in between, like just standing in between the two vehicles, but I, I really wished I was. I had the forethought to be like, hey, Maggie, get f- get further away than yeah. there. But the fact, so the other thing that this guy did that may have helped, may, it was kind of a cool idea, he told the two younger guys to get in the, the tailgate, like get on the tailgate, yeah. And like jump up and down. Yeah. To add traction, so Which like that was
1: neat. It was neat,
0: <laughs> but those guys are like right there in the line of fire. Oh. If that if that thing gets cut or snaps, that that could really hit them and really really fast. There's so much force behind oh. these toe straps that I didn't like,
1: think of that at all. That was the
0: one thing that was like, Ugh. you know, it was a cool idea, and I'm sure he's done it every time and it's been fine every time. But yeah. it just takes one terrible time for it to be a tragedy.
1: I would like to put the caveat on all of this that we're still just immensely grateful for this man who wouldn't tell us his name's help. Yeah.
0: No, it was like <laughs> a huge act of kindness. He came out of his Absolutely. house at night mm-hmm. in the bugs and all of the mm-hmm. like miserable swamp, mm-hmm. brought his vehicle out, got dirty. And like, mm-hmm. it was, it was very generous.
1: Yes. Um,
0: so yes, all of that is my summary of how to use a recovery strap. There's probably other huh. things I've mentioned. Feel free to talk to us on instagram or something on our posts if Mm -hmm. we have missed anything yeah Um, but they're you know as with everything in recovery like there's a lot of pitfalls Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: this stuff is dangerous so
1: yeah it's good to know it's all dangerous yeah if i had a nickel for every high lift jack warning we've gotten (laughs) i am so scared of our high lift jack well that's 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 accurate. Yeah. yeah i was gonna say i'm like oh how dare you make me scared i just mean I'm very very scared of it. Yeah, no. Absolutely. And <laughs> Do this was You remember when we tested it out and I was like You did great. I know, but I felt like when you took me to the gun range that one and only time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and I was just so freaked out because I'm so acutely aware of the potential for danger and mistakes. Yep, yep. <laughs> anyway. Um Yeah. Well, that was a good technical corner, buddy.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And Maggie? Mhm. Do you have anything in your self-care pillow fort?
1: I do. And it's also pertinent to what happened to us. So um, by the time we crashed and realized... Well, I keep saying crashed, and that is a little bit inaccurate. We like lost control of the car, and it swerved, but it didn't really hit anything. Uh,
0: I would say we crashed into a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like but we
1: didn't actually make it into the swamp.
0: We hit, We crashed into the bank of a swamp. Yeah. Okay, so, a downward but I mean, bank like,
1: there was no, uh, like, impact. Like, I've been in car accidents. I know what it feels like to ha- be in, like, an, to actually crash, and it wasn't that feeling Ooh. at all.
0: It wasn't a serious impact. I would actually take issue. That's, the impact is what saved us from going completely mm. off the road. We, it was
1: just so slight.
0: We didn't get high-centered, which means, like, yeah. held up by the ground on the part that the wheels aren't supporting, mm-hmm. um, but we hit the ground,
1: and I that's what that's stopped us. Trail.
0: So yeah. The but front of the
1: having been in an accident that had me in a neck brace for two months. Sure. I would say this wasn't so fucking bad. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't driving by the way that time. Anyway. <laughs> um, one of the major takeaways I had from getting stuck in the mud at 16,000 feet. Was that self-care is incredibly important in situations of trauma. Yeah. Um, and so as all this was going on. I refilled our water and I made Adam take a break to eat because we had been driving and we're really hungry and we knew we were going to have like a little shitty dinner anyway.
0: Yeah. I'm just like, like, oh, I got to get a headlamp. I got to find this. I got to get the shovel. I got to get my Leatherman
1: out. Two different people said that they were going to send help back to us. Yeah. We weren't going to get out quickly on our own.
0: But if they didn't come, I still wanted no, to no, I know. be making progress. Because we couldn't have
1: slept like that. Like, yeah. we had to make progress. But none of that can be traded for just, like, having your wits about you and being calm and being well-fed so that you, like, can even have your wits about you. Yeah. Um. And so I was very proud to have enforced a self-care pillow fort in the midst of crashing into ostensibly a swamp. Yeah.
0: Big props <laughs> to you. Thank because you. Because it was like, hey, Adam... Should we eat? Should Maybe we should eat something. And I was like, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to shovel here. And, yeah. and you're like, but no, but really think about it. Like this yeah. is the thing that we did last time mm-hmm. that we didn't Let's do. Let's
1: learn from our mistakes. Right. And the thing is, when these frightening things happen, you don't feel hungry. You don't feel thirsty. All you feel is that kind of like flight or fight. What do we do? What do we do? Let's get out of this. Yeah. Um. So it did require like a little bit of like, no, I'm not hungry either, but we're going to eat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then once we ate, they came right afterwards, and everything was fine. We got out. So Uh, all in all, it was only about an hour that we were in this situation. Um, It was
1: actually less than an hour because it happened at about seven o'clock. And at 7.50, I was like, man, was that only like an hour? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that all went really, I think, for how upsetting and, you know, frightening that is. That was like an A plus amount of time to spend recovering and dealing with it yeah we got really lucky we could have i think i believe that we could have gotten out on our own but it would have taken hours and it would have been really hard
0: yeah and scary and scary the the, entire scary part would be making our attempt to just back up on our own and having no anchor and Mm -hmm. sliding further forward yeah that's what like makes my heart race a little still thinking about it
1: I mean, the other thing that we could have done that thankfully we didn't have to was well, take our spare tire, bury it, and tow ourselves out with that, use that. It as was, the I, w- I thought
0: about that a lot yeah. at a certain point. I just like stood up and was like, well, if we could just winch out of here using the high lift mm-hmm. jack, but there was nothing. Like, it's really soft grass, like muddy grass yeah. filled with spiders and like you would have to hack up a whole bunch of the nature around there. I didn't like that idea at all. And also, God, I'm
1: getting stressed out just thinking about these you, options. And like
0: burying it, I think you'd have to bury it really deep to, you know, yeah. to make it in nature. Uh, it's just like really hard, um, especially in the dark. So anyway, mm-hmm. that was a, a little bit of an adventure, a little side trauma, a little bit. For us. <laughs> but Maggie, mm. we are still in Argentina. It's true. And so we usually do Adam's meat counter when mm-hmm. we're in Argentina, but mm-hmm. this week we thought we'd mix it up. Let's do a Maggie's cheese counter.
1: I love a cheese counter.
0: What do you have for us?
1: So I have talked before about provoletta, which (laughs) is basically barbecued cheese. Um, They put it in like a little cast iron or like a little ceramic dish and they put it on the paria on the grill and Mm -hmm. it's delicious. I feel
0: like sometimes they put it directly on the grill too. Really? Yeah. How would that work? Well, remember the one we had last night for dinner? It was like harder and crispier. You didn't like it.
1: I hated it. This is why we have a cheese counter. Yeah. So... (laughs) <laughs> I have come to have incredibly strong opinions about provoletta.
0: She's becoming an expert. Yes. A because connoisseur. Because we eat,
1: little, eat it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so the absolute best provoletta is crispy, just a little bit, like light tan toasty on top. Mm-hmm. Just a little, like just a tiny crisp yeah. on the top <laughs> with ideally some oregano served with some chimichurri. Yep. And then it's really gooey underneath.
0: So still gooey. You want the gooey but you also want the crispy.
1: I want crispy, a very thin layer of crispy on top and then lots of gooey underneath. What like are some difficult to serve gooey? Like stringing everywhere when you try to spoon it out, uh-huh, gooey. Okay. Um bad provoletta.
0: Right. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah,
1: is hard, rubbery. Mm-hmm. and has lots of fat dripping out of it, which is one of the ways you can tell even before you start eating it that it's going to be not right. Wow. Yeah, if you it's really just have like, become an expert. Well, because <laughs> if it's cooked just the certain right amount and it's gooey, that fat will still be incorporated in the cheese. Mm. But if they cook it for too long, it'll cook out of the cheese and what you are left with is something kind of akin to a rubbery hockey puck that smells like cheese. Yeah. You still like it. I'll, it I'll cracks eat me it. you yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Uh, this is cheese. Yeah. I'll <laughs> eat any cheese. Yeah. Th- that's my cheese counter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Good cheese counter. Thank you. Shall we move into the three Bs? We shall. Now, what are the Bs, Maggie?
1: They are beautiful, brutal, and bizarre.
0: Right. So we choose one of each
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the last week mm-hmm. since our last episode. Mm-hmm. And I have a pick for beautiful. Mm hmm. Mine is, there was that first campsite we mentioned before we went further and got stuck. It was just too windy and too buggy, and we, we had enough time to keep looking. But it was really beautiful. There was this one part where the road looked like it was just driving through the center of a lake. Mm-hmm. And there were these seagulls doing their seagull thing where they like fly in place. Into the wind. Mm-hmm. So they look like they're just basically basically stationary. In like
1: the, floating, yeah. like magic.
0: They're just floating there and like in a big flock just floating and only like five feet above the ground. It was a really surreal little spot and really beautiful. Yeah. Like it was a cool moment.
1: It was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Your pick, Maggie?
1: Mine's a little cheesy, but mm. people working together.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because... I'm really proud of how you and I worked together in the face of our, what I'd refer to as a mini trauma (laughs) compared to the other one. Yeah. Um, We had been in a fight earlier that day and I was still kind of butthurt about it.
0: Yeah. Right before then, (laughs) you were like, I'm still mad at you. I was. I was still
1: mad. And it's like, we don't have room to not tell each other that. Like, you know, (laughs) we're all on the same page here. Uh Um, And like, it had just been like a long and difficult day and... We were both cranky and upset anyway. Yep. And then it happened, and I felt like both of us just went into problem-solving mode where we have to be on the same team, and there was just no hesitation from either of us, I felt like, and getting to that place. And that that made me feel really good. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's, of course, just complete strangers being willing to help that will never stop boggling my mind or filling me with, appreciation for the kindness of others and when it was really striking because those three guys came in and out with like teutonic efficiency um and then we pulled back out onto the paved road and we pulled over just to kind of tend to the running board problem see what it was um and we were stopped and we were fine we didn't need help at all and another guy pulled over and was like hey how's it going you need help
0: (laughs) yeah he just saw us stopped we didn't have our hazards we didn't wave him down but he was just volunteering like to say like hey what's going on yeah you need any help
1: and it's just yeah I don't know I it's made me wonder because we're from the Bay Area um and so obviously you see someone on the side of the road in a huge city you're like well help is coming right but I do wonder because I haven't gotten to know most of the United States you know outside of major cities Mm -hmm. if there's that same kind of camaraderie and help helping that we've witnessed in throughout South America of just like you need help we'll help you yeah no problem
0: I think it's there. I just don't know if it's as ubiquitous.
1: Yeah, we have no way. I don't know. We won't know until we drive through. Brutal? Brutal, pal? You got a a Uh, choice for brutal? I do have
0: a brutal. And Mm -hmm. it's a very... This is probably the biggest tragedy of the trip, I'd say. Um, That very morning, Uh I cooked us a Sada de (laughs) Tera. And I was like, ah, you know, this I, I wasn't sure if it was going to work. And they, the way they branded this or labeled it was asado de terra sin hueso, sin bone. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have the cross-cut bones. It's just the meat. And I cooked it on the cast iron. It took like 20 or 30 minutes. Cook it slow because it's a thicker piece. And it, I, like, seasoned it. And I was really proud of it. I was like.
1: Really <laughs> lovingly cooked it. Yeah. So and he I, woke up before me and. He's serving out breakfast to me. And he's like, you know, I just feel like if you're really patient, this cooking the asada de tira on the stovetop can work. Yeah. You just have to be really patient. And, and I was I like, cool, man. I was
0: really excited because <laughs> it's my favorite cut. And I was like, we can buy this at stores and we can cook mm-hmm. it. And I, in fact, I think as I'm saying that thing that Maggie <laughs> just quoted me, I'm like trying to cut a piece and I had propped it up on this little <laughs> upside down Tupperware. My plate was there and I'm cutting it, I'm cutting it and I, cut a little too hard and I put a little too much force and the Tupperware that the plate is standing on slides off and my plate falls and it just falls face down yeah, <laughs> straight into the dirt and the other vegetable that I had cooked was like diced up carrots cooked on butter for a long time so that's yeah. just completely out of the question With too. With
1: caramelized onions. It was really good sweetie. It fell
0: into the dirt and I am proud to say I still ate some of it.
1: That was so uh, gross. <laughs> so, no, I salvaged some I, of it. <laughs> I am not above eating food that has been on the ground. Like, that's fine. But this was like caked into <laughs> fine dirt that there was no way you were going to wash all of it out. Like, yeah. he just he <laughs> ate some dirt I wa- I washed to not the waste meat. the
0: meat. <laughs> I washed the meat before I ate it.
1: He was but like, should I wash it? And I was like, no, Adam, it's gone. And he was like, I'm just going to wash it. <laughs>
0: Because I looked at it, and it was just this delicious, fatty, mm, perfectly seared meat. You did perfectly cook it salted. really well. And so I got the water, and I ran water over it, and I tried washing it as much as possible. The problem was the fat gets cold and congeals, and so you can't really get all the dirt before that happens.
1: Oh. Adam. But
0: you got to just power through. Why did
1: you eat the second and the third (laughs) pieces then?
0: (laughs) I didn't eat all of it because there was some that was like so gnarly covered in like all the little crevices. And I knew that it was just going to be too much. Mm -hmm. And it was also cold. When you run the water over it, it gets cold. And it also washes all the salt off. So it wasn't.
1: Disgusting. (laughs) And especially since I was. Like, come here, come share what I have. Yeah. It's too much food for me Maggie anyway. He was
0: generously going to share with me.
1: It wasn't generous. Like, I had more than enough food. It was going to be fine.
0: It was a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, your pick for Brutal?
1: I do believe that this is more brutal than <laughs> the Asado de Tierra tragedy. Yeah. Um. So after we get in our little accident, uh, we had to get a bunch of stuff out of the car, get our recovery equipment, et cetera. So we had the doors open. And as mentioned before... There were huge swarms of bugs.
0: Clouds. Clouds. Spheres.
1: Um, and honestly, like that becomes obviously like the the least concern as we're dealing with the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we're driving away, we realize the car is full, full of mosquitoes. Yeah. They are not just bugs. They're the biggest mosquitoes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And they were like is- the King Kong of mosquitoes.
0: I'm going to... Not to take away any of the brutal, mm-hmm. but the fact that they were big mosquitoes
1: did was happen. actually
0: good. They're, they're slow, and they're not as sneaky. It's like, true.
1: We did murder a lot of them. Oh, man. So we're driving. We try, you know, rolling down the windows, et cetera. We're like...
0: well, we're driving, they just hunker down. Like it's you can't true. They don't go, and they don't leave. It's just they're there. We thought we got them all out by driving. No. Nope.
1: <laughs> no. So we get to the camp spot that we're at next. We park... And as soon as the car stops moving, they start surfacing because we, like, open the doors. (laughs) And first it's, like, 12 mosquitoes. And we're like, what the fuck? So we're, like, (laughs) trying to eat our little trash lizard dinner but also, like, murdering all these bugs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When we got there, we got to the campsite and I got out to level the vehicle and check out the spot. Yeah. And there were mosquitoes there. And I was like, oh, man, there's a lot of mosquitoes here, too. (laughs) No. (laughs) We brought the mosquitoes. (laughs) There were so many mosquitoes just from opening the door and getting out of the car outside yeah. of the vehicle that I thought that we were still in a mosquito place. Yeah. It was just the ones we brought.
1: Slowly we start realizing we have transported the mosquitoes. One of them bit me on the eye and like oh. I had like a swollen <laughs> eye. <laughs> it was
0: pretty brutal. It was, <laughs> that was pretty brutal. You woke up the next morning and you looked like you had like kind of a squinty, puffy. It eyebrow.
1: looked like I got punched. Yeah. 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 It looked Um, like you
0: had been in a fist fight.
1: Yeah. I wish I'd taken a picture right when I first woke up, because right when I first woke up, it was hilarious. Yeah. I could barely open my eye. Uh, So that's my brutal is transporting our very own mosquito infestation.
0: Yeah. I hate that feeling. I mentioned it before when we talked about the fleas, but just knowing that there's an infestation, Mm -hmm. especially in shadow infestation just really
1: is just not a good word yeah no one likes
0: an infestation
1: unless it's of koalas hey oh
0: no i don't think that's good either
1: don't you know that joke it's no. mitch Hedberg. it's mm. the cutest infestation ever <laughs> oh, okay
0: <laughs> it's funny because it's mitch Hed- Hedberg. yeah i mean it's all of the delivery there.
1: yeah i was like i didn't really <laughs> nail the delivery but <laughs> uh, anyway adam do you have a choice for bizarre
0: yeah along the way i think it was on our first day of driving we were on the highway Mm -hmm. and we saw that a lane was closed which i'll just as a sidebar is very common here there's a lot of closed (laughs) lanes just
1: a lot going on a lot
0: of stopping and waiting for 20 minutes while some guy waves a flag angrily at you um
1: in no direction uh, anyway go (laughs) ahead please
0: um but we were driving and just one lane was closed and we saw that there was a police car there were actually multiple police cars and there was like a big crane and so from a distance I'm like, "Oh man, there's what's going on. The you know, police here are like this is an emergency obviously. Mm-hmm. They're they're handling it like an emergency yeah. and there's a crane. There must have been a bad accident." Yeah. And we got closer and I wouldn't have noticed what was in the back of this truck, but the crane was loading things into the back of this big like semi pickup truck. Uh-huh. And I saw through uh, it was only after I saw what the crane was currently loading. <laughs> that <laughs> i noticed the truck was full of dead cows upside down with their legs sticking up <laughs> and the crane was like loading the last one into the truck
1: so the qu- <laughs> I, the question i have from that is do you think that they were already dead or do you think that the car accident killed them well
0: i didn't see any other cars maybe they cleaned up the cars from the accident mm. first I don't know. All I know is there's like a whole bunch of dead cows that they're cleaning up off the highway. There's
1: just so many follow-up questions. I
0: I imagine maybe what happened was a herd got hit.
1: A whole herd?
0: Well, someone drove through a herd on the highway at full Mm -hmm. speed without seeing them or something.
1: How do you not see a cow? (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) But it was like a very bizarre visual. Mm -hmm. And...
1: That is bizarre.
0: I wonder what type of Asado de Tira... I know, I was going to say, like,
1: it can't possibly make you that sad. it can't all
0: go to waste, right? That would not. also be really sad. That would sad. be very that tragic. That would make it sad. Yeah, it's true. Use all parts of the animal.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: <laughs> Maggie, your pick for a Bizarre?
1: Mm, it's kind of a continuation of my Brutal, but yeah, more Hilarious. You put that down there. I did. So, <laughs> while we're trying to kill all these mosquitoes in the car, <laughs> Adam is, like, so angry at them. Like, I understand. They're awful, but, like... I feel like they became the thing you could be mad at in the wake of our accident. Uh And so you were like, just taking out the frustration of the day on these mosquitoes. And he's like, punching, you know, the ceiling to kill them. And then one lands on his crotch. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, obviously, he's not going to hurt himself to kill this (laughs) mosquito. (laughs) But... I was wrong. He was trying to sting
0: me through my pants. He
1: pulled his fist back and then punched himself (laughs) in the balls hard enough (laughs) to hurt himself.
0: Oh, yeah. For sure. (laughs) Did did you see me pause, too? I paused for a second.
1: Before you did it? I
0: was like, I had my fist up in the air above my head, ready to punch downward. And I was like, how is this going to go? Wha- Wait, and then
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> this became more bizarre because you knew the consequences and you did it anyway. I didn't. I had just chalked it up to like, oh, he can't really <laughs> multitask. So he didn't think about what he was doing before he did I it did. because he was just in like a no. mosquito killing place.
0: I thought about it. I did. I, oh, I was that mad at the mosquitoes i didn't want them to sting you honestly you're the w- oh you mis- punched
1: yourself in the balls for me <laughs> yeah that's the most romantic thing you've ever done i
0: punched myself in the balls for you maggie
1: that's love That's
0: that's the way i'll put it i it was just like how hard can i punch <laughs> to make sure to kill the mosquito mm-hmm. and not destroy my testicles <laughs>
1: So that's what was for going through my brain. Future reference, mm-hmm. you never have to punch yourself in the balls for me. Yeah, like well, just don't. It was do that. It
0: was partially for me too. To
1: your balls.
0: It was like eighty percent you, twenty percent I Taking hate mosquitoes. Out your anger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well.
0: So that was a uh, yeah. That was our adventure for the week. It was. So Maggie, mm-hmm. last week. We launched a Patreon.
1: It's true. And we wanted to say thank you to everybody who's already signed up to be a patron. Thanks to you guys, we've already hit our first fundraising goal. Yeah. And that first fundraising goal commits us to doing one YouTube video a month.
0: And we've done that video. It's true. We, we did, did. We did a little early, but we yeah, thought.
1: We were just excited. Yeah. And we also wanted to thank everyone who'd signed up so quickly to be our patron. So if you go to com slash let's not panic.
0: That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash let's not panic
1: you can see the video whether you're a patron or not yeah um and if we hit our next fundraising goal we'll be making two youtube videos a month right so if you want more videos please sign up to be our patron
0: i also want to add maggie that calvin coolidge kicked samuel l jackson's ass from last week's bonus episode
1: it's true I accept my defeat gracefully, and well done, Adam. You win this one time, and uh, that'll be the last time. Ooh, Gauntlet bold, throne.
0: Bold words.
1: You can find us at Let's Not Panic on Instagram, and you can also subscribe to us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice.
0: Thanks for listening, guys.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: This is what it sounds like where we are.